Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of Tea Row Time with T. Shay May. I'm your girl, I'm your host, I'm your favorite cup of tea, T. Shay May, Tashana, Hebra, Henry, Etta, all the things and everything all at once. Yes. Alrighty, guys. For those who are new here, welcome. For those who have already been up in this bitch, oh, welcome, Bazak. Okay, this is my unscripted podcast series where I talk about tarot cards, talk about tarot readings, talk about how those things have relate to me and my everyday life, but also can relate to the collective as well. So I will be sharing stories and breaking down and giving definitions in my own personal experience with tarot cards that I will be discussing for today and maybe even hopefully it resonates with you guys that are listening Alrighty, as always if you are not preoccupied and your hands are not tied you may look up the definition of the card and the imagery of the card from my friends who are preoccupied whether you are driving cleaning errands doing whatever what have you I will give you the description of the card. So, so, so. I'm not going to cap it. I'm not going to lie. I did record this episode earlier today, of the day that I'm recording it, but I didn't feel all the way satisfied with how it turned out. And I would say just more so with the things, I feel like I just didn't get all of my points across because I was also in the middle of like trying to get something done, aka doing my makeup because I was going to an event later in the evening. So I was distracting myself, but also trying to be on top of the topic. I think I got to most of what I wanted to say, but I was thinking so much more about it when I like drove to work afterwards Um, and so I just feel like for me I just kind of want to do it over I'm going to mention the same things I mentioned before but I also want to mention more things that have come up as well in this particular topic especially with this particular card because I know this particular card resonates with me a whole lot and just the examples that I I had, the examples I had were great, but I definitely just wanted to dive more into it because, you know, when you think of a comeback or you think of more things after whatever, what have you, of a situation or argument, that, like, I have more things I want to say, and I want to make sure and say that I do say everything that I need to. So, our card for this episode is going to be the star card, the star tarot card, the star major arcana card. Now, once again, for my friends who have time to look up the star card right now, go ahead, research it, Google it. For my friends that cannot view it at this time, I will describe it to you. In Roman numerals for the major arcana, the star card is number 17. In it, we have a naked woman pouring two jugs of water, one into a body of water with her foot in it, and the other that she is pouring onto land, onto grass, and that she is kneeled upon. 
Now above her head is a star. It kind of looks like a sun, but the sun is also a star. And then she has some stars around her as well. In the distance, we see a tree and a bird. We also see a mountain. We also see a blue sky. Now, the star card, first and foremost, is the zodiac tarot card for Aquarius's. <laughs> Your friendly neighborhood Aquarius here. Also, 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 also... The star card is about hope. It's about being one's true, authentic self. It's about being really one with oneself in its upright meaning. Now, of course, when a new reverse is going to be the opposite of that. It's going to feel like as though you're not pouring into yourself. You don't know yourself. You are disassociating from yourself. You quite don't really know who you are and you have lost hope there is no sense of hope even the sense of balance or justice and Aquarius's tend to be about justice especially because we're the humanitarian card or the we are the humanitarians of the zodiac sometimes there is not a balance between our emotions, and our logic. Now, hold on. As an Aquarius, yes, we are seen as very emotionally detached people. And I saw a tweet a couple weeks ago that was like, it's not that Aquarius are emotionally detached, though I do say I am a fucking master of the art of detachment. It's more so we know what situations, energies, people, what have you, require emotion from us and what doesn't. When we love, we love, baby, okay? We love. And sidereal, chart-wise, I'm actually a Capricorn, okay? So tropical, I'm an Aquarius, but, and that's the traditional zodiac charts but sidereal i'm i'm a fucking capricorn and capricorns are the same thing these bitches love hard we fight for our love and it doesn't help that i'm a i got some capricorn in my fucking chart okay especially my venus okay <laughs> so i i fight for my love i'm very much girl we're fighting for you know <laughs> i'm very much that i want to talk about how Coming into oneself and realizing when you have lost yourself or when you have become your true self. The example that I talked about was Do Revenge because it recently is on Netflix. I recently watched it because I have quite a few film friends that are in it as extras. One of which who is a cast member in a web series that I'm in got a speaker role in it. And so, you know, I definitely wanted to watch it because it looked really cool, it looked really cute. Like, you know, I kind of just wanted to see, like, what is this pastel-dressed, preppy, private school-looking-ass Netflix show on? And I don't watch Netflix that often, mind you. And usually, I would watch someone else's review what's going on on Netflix. But this one, I kind of just went in with my own, like, judgment and 
I fucking loved it. Like Camilla Mendes, Maya Hawk. If y'all listen to this, happen tense to listen to this. Y'all did that shit. Y'all did that shit. I love I I don't I have not caught up to Stranger Things. It's been years, but I do love me some Riverdale and I'm like Camilla, baby. I cannot wait until yes, they are free. <laughs> And they could just do whatever they want. Because the work they do outside of Riverdale is tremendous. I'm saying this from a film femme, like, perception. And that's is the particular reason why I wanted to go back and redo this episode. Because as a film femme, and as I am currently trying to rack up everything in order to get my Film Bewitch Certified by Degree series on YouTube up and running, because I've been so behind on that... As a film fam, I very, very, very much just, like, appreciated it. I couldn't put my tongue on it until, like, Miss Sarah from Cruel Intentions, a.k.a. Buffy the Vampire Slayer, a.k.a. fucking Daphne, was in that bitch. And then I saw, like, someone put a parallel of gifts of Cruel Intentions and Do Revenge. And mind you, I have not seen Cruel Intentions, but I could not put my finger on why it felt so familiar and that's why <laughs> I just wanted to praise the film for a second. Now, plot-wise, let's talk about it. No spoilers. I'm just gonna say what the general plot is. Basically, the plot is about um, Camilla Mena's character, Drea, who basically gets dethroned as being the popular girl from school. She is a scholarship kid. She's a woman of color. Blah 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 blah. She had to kind of work aka fuck her way up to the top not in a physical sense but in a more metaphorical and academic and societal sense where she had to really become this image of what was expected of her in order to make it the top and now she's basically been dethroned because of a scandal um just Scandal that, like, um, scandal of privacy, invasion of privacy, I will say. Um, y'all will probably already know and can guess what I'm talking about. I just don't want to get too much away. Now, Maya's Haas character, Eleanor, basically is a new girl in town, basically comes across, like, Drea during the summer before their senior year, and basically, you know, they meet and they talk about how they, like, want to get revenge on the people that hurt them. Eleanor particularly wants to get revenge on a former crush of hers that basically spread a rumor and outed her when they were younger, like, 13 years old, 12, 13 years old, and Drea wants to get back at her boyfriend for this scandalous invasion of privacy. I will let you do the math on that. You know, so, of course, it's one of those, like, oh, like, girls become best friends because they want to get revenge or plot revenge. Now, <laughs> this movie has a twist. It turns, and I'm not going to spoil you anything, but I do want to make the point that um, Eleanor's character, or excuse me, Maya's character, Eleanor, goes through this whole transformation of what Drea is wanting her to portray herself to be in order to kind of infiltrate, you know, the the cliques or whatever at their school. And it gets revealed that in some case, in one case, it gets revealed that, you know, Eleanor has 
become the very thing that she didn't want to, right? You know, it was all for a mask, it was all for a sod, but then you become the very thing. Like, you you become that. You become this thing that you vouch to never be. So, (laughs) girl, (laughs) with that being said, it's... You, you lose yourself. You, you do lose yourself. And the reverse star talks about losing yourself, losing hope, losing that light. Let's talk about the sun being a star also. My bestie Michael, hey Michael, if you're listening, we always talk about the sun is also a star. Mind you, the book by Nicola Yoon, author of Everything, Everything as well. That is my favorite book of her because it was a book that resonated with me. Now, that's just an off-topic tangent thing. I just wanted to say that. But I know that there's this, I believe it's a Kanye song where even at the end of the day, it cannot always be night because, yes, we do need the sun to live, But we also need night as well. And stars are things that help lead people to where they need to go. They help people lead to their paths. Back in the day, people used to use the constellations to find their way home. Right? It's giving Wayfinder. It's giving Moana. It's giving, like, palm in the air so I can know what direction I gotta go. It's giving... You know, how far will I go? You know, I forgot her song, but Ali, you know what I'm talking about, girl. <laughs> but, dude, like, it's it's giving that within, within the light, you also need the dark. Same thing, vice versa. Within the dark, you always need light. So, I want to also talk about dark femininity and light femininity. Now, before I go into dark femininity and light femininity, I also want to finish my thought on like movies and stuff and everything and how trying to find your true self because this is exactly why I had to re-record this because I know I had other examples. I wanted to talk about two, three movies, other movies in particular. I just want to mention these movies. I want to mention Heathers. I want to mention um, Heathers more so the musical. I want to mention Me Girls, like the actual film itself. And then I want to talk about Star Wars A New Hope. Now, let me go backwards. Star Wars A New Hope, right? You know, Leia's message to Obi-Wan Kenobi is that she he's her only hope, right? But then comes this young farmer boy from Tatooine, Luke Skywalker, who you know, obviously we don't know is his sister slash Darth Vader's son. The fact in the matter that literally Luke became the very thing that he never expected himself to be. He just wanted to, you know, I just want to get out of this small town. I want a bigger life. I want a big adventure. Oh, baby boy, you got it. You got it. And hey, hey, let's talk about this. The star car can also bring in new adventure, newness, something refreshing. 
it's it, it can symbolize a new beginning, right? And sometimes the shit can hit the fan. It is going to be something rocking steady. Why do you think this woman in the star car particularly is doing an imagery of nurturing as if she is pouring not only out her emotions out to herself, but also pouring back into her, her physical body, back into nature, back into the divine, right? If being a Jedi or having the Force is like a version of trusting your intuition, Once again, I would consider myself a, a great Jedi. <laughs> Only because, like, once again, I'm somebody that is not afraid to balance my light with my dark. You know? Hey, girl. Hey, Ahsoka girl. What's up? You know? <laughs> so, and that's nothing to can on, like, Luke or Darth or Kylo Ren or Rey or whatever. Nah. We're not going to have that debate today. But there needs to be an understanding of kind of knowing where your power comes from and kind of knowing, like, are you afraid of what you don't know or are you willing to accept what is actually out there? And are you going to spend the rest of your life fighting for it or fighting against it? Or are you just going to keep causing turmoil, trauma, trials, and tribulations. Girl. Kylo Ren. Girl. Girl. Anyway. <laughs> now, Heathers and Mean Girls is going to go hand in hand because Heathers is the original Mean Girls. I want to talk more about the musical because I have seen it recently a lot more. For my folks that have Roku, like, it's on Roku for free. Um, I forget the theater that did it, and I just saw it, like, a couple days ago, and I was gagging. I was like, oh, fuck yeah, this is, like, the perfect thing to wake up to. Um, it's one of my favorite contemporary musicals. So, yeah. I want to talk about Heather's in the context of Veronica Sawyer and um, Katie. Because the thing is, Veronica did not intentionally mean any harm to Heather Chandler, but Katie did. Once again, kind of like do revenge, and for my folks who have watched it, I'm going to make this distinct comment of which, once again, these girls have become the very thing they set to destroy these girls have become the very things they have vowed should never be heather's a musical and particularly um it's yo girl the song where like the ensemble is singing to veronica you're truly a heather because heathers would not go as far to actually killing people even on accident they may they 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 may give people the idea of wanting to kill themselves but they would never push someone too far to physically or verbally say so 
and you know Heather Chandler made a good idea in her you know purgatory ghost state she was like nah bitch order order is out of whack now since I'm gone bitches are running amok I kept the boys in line like there was order like I'm I was a bitch but I made share shit was the way it was supposed to be now motherfuckers want to Ooh, girl, now motherfuckers want to rape. Now motherfuckers just want to tell each other to kill themselves, girl. Now motherfuckers want to take my spot, like, girl. <laughs> oh, I love Heathers. Love it. But yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty, it's pretty daunting that in the musical version, because I have not seen the film version in quite some time to know if it was verbally or physically I think so but the musical especially recently with the recent changes it has done has done a pretty good job of like we are now seeing a lot more of the psychological and emotional like context of a a lot of these characters especially Heather Duke and why her intention of wanting to become Hanlon Chandler and how that manifested its way, you know, to be. So, and the film does a pretty good idea because the actress, her hair was brunette and then I think as she was stepping into, you know, Queen, Queen Heather, Queen Heather's role, she basically motherfucking, like, took her spot. She basically, like, did it in a way that once again I can't remember if it was verbalized but it was obvious by the costume design that it was intended that she would be seen as somebody who would take the spot because once again the color coordination of all their outfits can tell you exactly what type of personality they have now with Katie from Mean Girls Janice said it clearly you're plastic (laughs) like like you you are cold shiny plastic and that's pretty obvious you know and obviously Katie came from a very like homely like homebody homeschool South Africa background going to public school for the first time and happened to fell into the mean girl trap now let's talk about how veronica intentionally sought out the heathers so she no longer could be bullied but the plastic sought out katie because she they thought she could fit them she could fit her into one of them in some way in shape or form these girls end up conforming and even if they are seen as like they're not them they still are you're still affiliated with them you're still associated with them you're still doing their bidding you 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 still fell into their trap and for that you have lost yourself you lost yourself to the point where even your love interests have called you out upon it and either loved you or hate you for it and y'all figure out which fucking films did which one right right and back to dark femininity sometimes you do have to go through that darkness or those dark periods in order to find the light 
And sometimes you have to understand and realize that there is a darkness that needs to be understood. And I would say contained and balanced with the light. It's very much yin and yang. Once again, this star, this woman, has one foot in water and one foot on land for a reason because that is balance. She is pouring into both because of balance. Water gives life. Water holds energy. Water is emotional. The grass, the land she is on, is physical. But it's also, I want to say mental, but it's also like, you know, you're nurturing. Photosynthesis. You're just trying to make sure that you are growing. You know? The water will help the roots, help the roots seep and grow. So you are taking care of yourself emotionally and physically. And... So, story time. A couple weeks ago, actually, was it a couple weeks ago? Yes. A couple weeks ago, I was doing a reading for myself, I believe the last full moon that had just occurred. And I came to realize that I was now stepping into my dark femininity. Mind you, I am seen as this very glowing, cheerful person. A lot of people tell me that I am such a light, which I appreciate nonetheless. But I'm coming into a period of my life where I'm asserting and establishing boundaries. I'm becoming more blunt and cutthroat. I'm just being much more straightforward. Now, it's not to say I'm becoming brutally honest, because there's a difference between being brutally honest and radically honest. Brutally honest people or people that claim to be, quote, brutally, unquote, honest, fucking make me sick. <laughs> and I might, here's my point. It's because, like, if you feel like you have to be brutal when being honest, that means you have an intention to hurt people. That means that you are okay with yourself projecting shit onto other people that means that you know you're hurting people being radical or rationally honest means that i'm not gonna beat around the bush but i'm not going to try to intentionally hurt this person and mind you this conversation with michael hay came the night before i did the reading where it was a situation where i said like listen this conversation to this person is going to hurt their feelings. It's going to break their heart. But guess what? That's not my intention. That's not what I'm trying to do. But intuitive me, logical me, spiritual me, who was energetically tied to this person, knows that it is going to hurt their feelings of what I would say, what I have to say. When people think of light femininity, they think of, Pure, innocence, pastels, naive, blissfulness, which is cute, which is cute. It's giving Maria from West Side Story. And then dark femininity is obviously Anita. It's sassy, it's sultry, it's a woman that knows what she wants. 
It's a woman that's not afraid to get what she wants. A woman with ambition, right? And anytime I am asked what roles or what are my dream roles, I definitely say those too. Now, yes, I am not traditionally a Puerto Rican, though I am a woman of color. Because, thankfully, Anita has been portrayed by black women, especially Afro-Latina black women, and Jamaicans probably fall somewhere in line within that. Still, I use those two roles as an example because we definitely see a dark feminine and we definitely see a light feminine throughout the movie, the play, musical. By the end, both women have lost hope. Both women have lost their loves. Both women have witness hatred and darkness especially maria i say rachel zegler's portrayal of it and spielberg's um reimagine was a fine example not to say natalie old girl nat ain't did her thing but there's something so raw, especially because when you realize that she's wearing a blue dress, which is basically she's accepted a life with a former jet, Tony. And so the fact that out of any of the other girls in the movie had to witness her love dying right before her eyes, as opposed to the other girls, Anita, Gracela, having to hear it through the grapevine, having to witness her body. I don't even think Grazi even got to see Riff's body because Anita did. Because I think in this version she was married to Bernardo, so that's why. That whole switch, that whole monologue she has where she holds the gun and she is ready to shoot everyone, including herself, because she understands what hatred feels like? Girl. That's exactly why she won her Golden Globe. Okay, Rachel, shit. If you listen to this, hey, girl. <laughs> but no, dead ass, dead ass. So when I had that conversation with Michael, and the next day I was doing my readings and stuff and everything, I look at a black dress that I was looking for months, and I realized it was, like, in a garment bag that was, like, pushed behind everything else. And right now it's just hanging in my room still because, yes, I'm about to wear any streets, okay? The girls are not ready. The girls, gays, and they are not ready. I do want to say that a work trip that I had at the end of July solidified me stepping into my dark femininity. If y'all follow me on TikTok, y'all would know exactly what I'm talking about. I didn't realize at that particular time I was stepping to my dark femininity, but I was stepping into a level of confidence of reassuredness of just being like a bad bitch during that time I had to come to terms with myself to say I am confident which I never associated that word or said that about myself I had to step into that shit now I also want to say that some weeks after so sometime last month I came to realize during another reading I believe it was on the full moon of the in Aquarius that I have become the very thing that I hoped for. I've become the dance teacher I hope for. I'm currently going viral on TikTok because of it. I'm finally being seen. I'm finally feeling seen. But here's my thing. I understand that people see me as a light. But I am so skeptic of those same people who say I'm a light that may cower or shy away 
when my darkness comes through. I tell people all the time, I've not been given space. I've not been allowed to really fully embrace my darkness. To go mad. To just rage. I, I, I cried. I threw Chantress behind closed doors because, of course, being born, being fucking raised in a Jamaican household in America, like, that's the best I could do. That's the best I can channel my anger. I also want to say, like, I had the realization recently, and I even, like, told my friends and sent Snapchats to a few of them. Yes, sometimes I do use Snapchat, not regularly, but sometimes I do. But I remember like sending my friends Snapchats and kind of just sending them like a Snapchat picture of me and just a long paragraph of like, thank you for being a friend that, but literally thanking them for accepting me for who I am, thanking them for accepting all versions of me when they have known me, whether it had just been recent years or they knew me for more than five years or a decade. I was very thankful for those people to have just allowed me and given me space to just be, to be both light, to be dark, to be one, to be the other, regardless of the levels. Michael literally saw and peeped me go full-blown asshole, bad bitch, dark, when we were talking the night before I did my reading. And I figured out that it was dark femininity that I was stepping into. Here's the thing. I grew up as a leper. And I think I made this point before where 90% of the people from that birthday party I had a couple years back, I don't talk to anymore. 90% of the friend groups I am no longer in communication with. Now, half of them, actually, it's more like 75% of them, it's just natural fallouts. It's just natural, like, we don't talk, we don't hang out, we were never really that close to begin with. Everyone else is pretty much like, no, I had to cut you off. I had to, like, not fuck with you no more. Energetically, we were not aligned. Energetically, you were annoying. Energetically, it was making me physically sick. Physically and mentally sick. And that's, that's brutal to say but it's not my intention. But that is the honesty. That is a very radical way of being honest and being like, your energy made me sick. Your energy is annoying to me. I came to realize that some of those people were trying to make me in their image. They were trying to make me or mold me into another version, another carbon copy of themselves or fit into their friend group. Let's go back to my point being a leper. For those who don't know what a leper is, a leper is somebody that basically just jumps from friend group to friend group. Usually is a tag along, but kind of doesn't belong. They kind of walk at the beat of their own drum. And I've always felt that way. I've always felt I walked at the beat of my own drum all through school. And I don't feel like I found my tribe for the most part really until college and even so like I'm thankful for the friends that I do have right now that they are mutuals of each other they have become besties and it it has shit to do with me it ain't always had to do with me I'm not a narc (laughs) 
Okay. But these people have allowed me and given me space to express myself. They probably even so in a way motivated me to. Because once again, let's talk about do revenge. Let's talk about Heathers. Let's talk about Mean Girls. Let's talk about these movies in which the the lead girl, the protagonist, who then becomes the movie's anti-hero, basically becomes the very thing they set out to destroy. They become the villain. Or they become a spectacle of the villain. They become a carbon copy of the villain. And I feel like some people were trying to make me into a version of the villain they wanted me to be. Damn, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That shit hurt. Oh my god. Girl, that's the point I have been trying to make. One prime example I will say, and then I'll move on to a next subject that is another example, was my twin flame. Hey, if you're listening. (laughs) My twin flame, who I'm no longer in communication with as of early this year, I believe was trying to mold me into something for their own sexual desire. You wanted me to be this very dominating dominatrix switch who will be okay doing all these sex all these sex appades however i think that person failed to realize that yeah i'm more dark than you think and let's talk about my aquarius tendency the fact that you try to force me into something of your own selfish imagery without thinking or believing that I wouldn't have figured out how to you know do it myself and I say that because as a prime example anytime my mother love you mom if you're listening asked me to do the bathroom I kind of scoff but I still do it anyway but I do it on my own timing and I do try to intentionally when I can clean the bathroom clean the house or whatever so I'm not being asked Because I want to do it when I am motivated and I'm compelled by myself to do so. Not when I'm demanded or requested. (laughs) Once again, she's stubborn. She's stubborn. Not my mom. Me. (laughs) I'm a a little stubborn little P. I'm a stubborn little T, okay? I'm not going to cap on that. The fact that that person, the twin flame, not my mom. The twin flame was, even if they say they were giving me the choice, there was still pressure of some of the things that we've done. Now, I'm not going to sit in this call, in this podcast and call out rape or assault or anything. No. I did genuinely love that person, but I had to kind of realize and understand that there are things that I enabled in this person, and there are things this person have said and done that made me question myself a lot to where... I started stripping layers of myself. I started stripping versions of myself. I started pulling back certain parts of myself because I saw and could see it was not going to align with this person. I tried to become what this person wanted, what this person desired. And unfortunately, it still was not enough. And so when I finally decided to let this person go and really really pour back into myself hence the pouring 
Hence, the water bearer, hence the water carrier, hence the fucking Aquarius. Once I started to pour back into myself, mind you, Aquarius says we are air signs, not water signs, despite the name. Once I started to clear the air, pour back into myself, I really, really, really started to figure out and also as a result started to see things manifest and change for myself. People have told me that once I started letting this person go, they could see the weight the stress be released. This ain't no fucking movie where someone is going to teach me or somebody is going to guide me into or force me or, you know, make me a villain of their story. I'm going to be a villain in someone's story regardless, but I'm going to do it on my own terms. I'm going to do it whether or not if I did something to someone directly or not. If someone just don't like me, they make me the villains of stories. Okay, bitch, that's fine. That's on you. But I'm not going to be the fucking Joker to your Batman. That's not what I'm here for. When I realized that sexually I had to release this person, the dominatrix, the domineering, the 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 dark feminine, the dark feminine they so desired for their own erotic fantasies was not satisfactory and left me empty, left me numb, left me with nothing but needing to take a yoni and a sits bath to clear out their energy from me. Girl. Once again, this goes back to one of the previous episodes where I said I had to ask Spirit, who do I need to pull my energy back from? Who do I need to take my cups back from? Who do I need to restrain my energy from? Now, it wasn't that person. But it was someone else where energetically I have to take my energy back. I have to take whatever I've given you and pour it back to myself because now I feel like I have lost myself. I've lost my mind. I lost touch of who I am. And why, why, why do I want that? Why, why, why do I want to do that? Now, there's nothing wrong with discovering yourself. Girls, Mercury retrograde. Virgo season just ended. Hello, Libra season. I'm ready to regain balance as we speak. But I am at a point in my life where I am no longer wanting to lose myself for other people. And I'm going to make this probably be my last example. Dove Cameron, for those you know, she played Liv and Maddie in Disney Channel, Mal and Descendants. You know, has been popping up her music recently. It's been great. During my reading, and mind you, this reading was not anything is too specifically about dark femininity, but it led to the discovery that I am and I need to tap back into my dark femininity or the fact that I already have, but now that I am 111% aware of it to where, oh, this is where we're going to be right now. We're wearing all black. Let's go. We 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 are the witch. Let's go. Christian girl autumn. Psh, it's witchy girl fall, bitch. It's gonna be a crafty spooky season. I used Dove Cameron as an example because she is somebody very prominent. Where it's been obvious for her and everyone else that she has definitely tapped into this dark femininity of herself with boyfriend with breakfast. And listen, film friends will say that she's a bitch having 
you know, been on set with her and everything. I have not been on set with her, but I've always admired Dove because I knew that there was something mysterious about her. She's a Capricorn, so of course, yeah. <laughs> hey, girl, if you're listening. But something I always admired about Dove is that she has dealt with a lot of tragedies and she has not let those tragedies define her. She has been through a lot of tragedies, a lot of trauma, having lost her father at a young age, having also lost a best friend, um, Cameron Boyce, may he rest in peace. She is somebody that has dealt with a lot of pain. She's also somebody that's very aware that she has put a facade, a face, and what have you because it was expected of her. She worked for Disney. I was a former Disney cast member. So I understand where she's coming from, where with the Disney look, you had to portray yourself once upon a time in terms of like, you know, to their standards. You had to look posh. You had to look polished. You had to look put together. You had to look family, kid friendly. You had to look like a role model. In some cases, that's not always a lot of these stars attention. They just don't want to be role models. They just want to, you know, but they just want to be money or they just want to be famous. Right? But Dove Cameron is a prominent example because her recent transformation where she has done away with her platinum blonde hair that she has had dyed for years, I believe, to her natural hair color, I believe even a darker color, with boyfriend, with her power suits, her all black, very sharp line, like wardrobe, her makeup, her music... I am so proud of her because it just shows that, no, she's definitely embracing her authentic self. She just made a fucking queer anthem about eating boys for breakfast, but also about being a better boyfriend than some girl's man's. Like, bitch. (laughs) Bitch. What? There was an interview that I watched of Doug Cameron a couple weeks ago, that same day, actually, And it was funny because she was watching old videos of herself in it. And her reaction was just so genuine, I believe. Because she literally says, like, no, this was not that long ago. And this was a version of me where I was still portraying myself as a version that was expected of me. The video was of her singing at one of her recent pop-up concerts, singing the Living Maddie theme song, because of course that's what she's known for. But she was like accepting, but also rejecting that that was a passive version of herself that she knew was not that far off gone, but knew that she was ready to lay to rest. There was a whole thing where she deleted pretty much all her music before Boyfriend, because Breakfast came after, because she was wanting to have a clean state. As clean slate. Obviously, she can't delete the Live and Maddie stuff because obviously that's Disney property, but she literally removed like her former music, which you know a lot of people were upset about. And I'm not gonna cap like her previous songs were just as good, but I understand that she was coming into a version of herself that she was ready to full on embrace, full on be on the forefront because those versions of her were no longer there, they no longer existed. And I say that because recently, this past year, on my birthday, I had letters that I wrote to myself that I completed on my birthday this year and that I burned the next day because I was writing about past versions, past 
lives of myself, previous chapters in which I am having a funeral for myself because I am no longer that person. I am no longer who I used to be. Mind you, Michael had done it some months before, so I was inspired by him to take it upon myself because I no longer wanted to carry that version of me. I no longer wanted to carry who I was. And what's crazy is that a lot of the past versions of myself correlated with other people. It was of who I was when I was with certain people. Once again, being a leper, sometimes you know how to chameleon your way through a crowd, but it does get lonely when you feel like you have not met your match. You feel like you don't really belong when you feel like you're just alone in the world. But knowing how to go through it in a way which you are fully aware and fully embrace yourself is beautiful. It's magical. It's amazing. It's the most amazing, amazing thing. And I pride Dove Cameron on her journey particularly because she is a prominent example of somebody in which it was expected of her to be this very <laughs> cheerful Glenda the Good Witch, you know, happy-go-lucky, cheerful babe. But it's just kind of like, no, it's time for her to assert. It's time for her to set the fuck up. It's time for her to embrace who she is. I think it was also expected of her and of her previous relationships as well. Now, no offense to her former boyfriend slash fiancés and stuff and everything, but still, I think something that's so appreciative about Dove Cameron, and I don't consider myself as a hardcore stan, but I do love and I do, like, support her. I do vibe with her. If I were to see her in the street, I'd be like, oh, we Bessies or nah, girl. Bessies or nah, bitch. <laughs> but something I appreciate and what I've, feel like I have seen within the fandom but I don't think I have seen anything that is the opposite of it is that a lot of the people a lot of the stands of Dove Cameron have been supportive of her journey they've been supportive of her transformation of obviously being in this Disney bubble being of this Disney machine to then really embracing her dark femininity really embracing her, you know, coming out as queer, really embracing her, just really coming into her own. And I can't cap, it's not that often that a lot of young stars have the trajectory to do so, especially still early in their careers. Now, Doug Cameron has been out on the screen. She's, she won an Emmy for Living Maddie. So she, she's been in the game for 10 years. She's been up in this bitch for 10 years. But... I still, 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 still applaud her and her fans for the fact that they've been fully supportive, fully on board with her embracing herself. Now, what's that to say about me? Bitch, I don't give a fuck. (laughs) Meaning that for me, for myself, I'm embracing myself to embrace myself. I'm not doing anything that is expected of me. Or demanding of me. Now, of course, for a job, yes. There are some things, some fine lines, some situations that, of course, I have to do whatever I have to do. But, and I'm an Aquarius, so I'm naturally a nonconformist. <laughs> but I do say and I do state that me coming into my dark femininity, me embracing 
myself me becoming the very thing that I've hoped for my entire life I never would have thought I would have gone as far as my dance career as I did I never would thought that I would be told on TikTok comments that many people whether it's their kids or themselves would probably have stayed in dance if I was their teacher I am very much in a me season still despite Virgo season being over I'm very much in a me season where I am embracing all parts of myself that is coming up that is running anew that is manifesting its way because I'm at a point where bitch I met my limit I met I met my limit I'm not trying to be someone's fantasy I'm not trying to uh, be the perfect whatever I'm just trying to be me. This is the real. This is me. I'm exactly what I'm supposed to be now. Gonna let the light shine on me. You know, that's that's all I want. That's all I want for myself. I appreciate the star card being a card that represents me so well because once again, somebody that is balancing, somebody that is pouring into themselves, somebody that you know, if I need to, I know how to pour into others, but right now I'm focusing on myself. I'm being selfish. I'm not going to be a narc about it, but I'm at least going to be selfish for me because I spent a lot of my life pouring into other people, trying to be something else for other people, not being myself, not loving myself. It took 18 years to love myself. It took 20 years to put myself first. It took 25 years to establish boundaries. I'm loving me. I'm here for me. And I'm going to be me. Because being myself is a thing that I can always hope for. That I know that's going to manifest its way to come true. Now, I hope the same for everyone else. For friends, people, whoever I've cut off. Or I'm no longer in contact. I wish them nothing but the best. But I also wish some of them to heal. Because here's the thing. Why would I stay stuck? Why would I not have reached my potential? Why would I have not grown for myself in the time that we have been away? Why, why, why would I not have want to have grown? Why do I want to stay the same? Think about it. Have y'all become the very thing I hoped for? Have y'all become the person that your higher self, your higher self, your 5D self wants you to be? Which basically is just a future ascended version of you. Have you become those things? I know I have and I know that I am still on my way. I have to remind myself to make sure I talk to my higher self and be like, Hey girl, I know it's been a minute. What's in store? Why I gotta know? What vibes ain't right? You know? I'm gonna leave you guys, of course, with some affirmations. And I also want to leave you guys with some homework prompts to write and think about. Starting with the prompts. Have I reached my full potential? Have I become the thing that I hoped for? Have I gained the things that I hoped for? What does the full version of me look like? Write it out. Take some time on it. Marinate. Let it flow. Free script. Do whatever y'all need to. As for the affirmations, I am 
hopeful. I have become the very thing that I hoped for. I shine bright as a star on its darkest night. I nurture and pour back into myself. I am a motherfucking star. You are shining star, no matter who you are. Shining bright to see, will you truly be, truly be beautiful? Shining stars, shine brightly, y'all. Thank you guys for listening. Please follow all my social medias in the description below. If you guys do complete these journal prompt homeworks, I would definitely love to receive any DMs in regards to it. And we can start and spark a conversation. I hope you guys not only find your potential, but find who you are deep inside and that it manifests from within to without. And I will see y'all next time on Dragon Ball Spirituality. Da-da-da-da. Da-da-da.